0: Welcome to the Chicago Bears podcast, a presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bear on Bears fans, welcome into the Chicago Bears podcast, episode two in the building. This is not Courtney Cronin sitting next, yeah. here. next to me here. Uh, John Yurkovich in the building, Yurk. How you doing? I'm doing great. I say surprise him every day. Hey, listen, they surprise have... him every day.
1: Lance can have Mondays, but surprise him the rest of the time. Why not? <laughs> Just flip him in and out. Flip him in and out. J Mac, whatever. Exactly. whatever he wants. Yeah, you know I mean, exactly. Not mad at get it, Jay man. Moore know, Jay man. Moore in here. Let's do you
0: know, J Moore in get here. Get Carm in here randomly. Get all the fellas. Get all the fellas. I love there. it, man. We get Eric on the mic eventually. Okay. eventually yeah, <laughs> eventually. Hey, he's management. Hey, you know he's upward. He's, he's chosen a what, route what
1: he, and a path, but not, <laughs> not the same path and route that we're on. Would
0: what'd you, say? you say a suit, a little suit, a little, That's sooty? Right. <laughs> a little suit, little yeah, suit? Hey, man, start. welcome into episode two, man. We're gonna get into this episode. We're gonna be breaking down the Aaron Rodgers. My God, he's finally gone. But
1: yeah. what does that really mean? Well, I mean, what what it means is the the demon has finally uh, been exorcised out of the NFC North uh, between Favre and between. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they've caused major problems for the Chicago Bears over a course of a lifetime. It's been 30 years. And we'll break all that down. 1992, 30 years that they've been tormented by Green Bay quarterbacks. Whether you like it or not, uh, it was 30 tough years, except for a few exceptions. Yes. A few exceptions. One of those when the Bears ended up going to the Super Bowl in 05, 06. Which one are the two? 05, 06. There was
0: a World Series in 05. There was a World Series in 05. Yeah. Super Bowl action 06. There we go. We'll also get into some offensive line action and and just hearing Yurko talk is all we need on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to the page if you're not uh, yet subscribed to the ESPN 1000 page and leave that five star review. Yurk's got the legs out, man. Come on. Yurk's got the legs out. Little cross action yeah, going. Yeah, I'm a little
1: sacky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get crossed. I mean, there's no reason hey, for anybody hey. to be tormented with
0: that. Let's not that's not show too much on the yeah, pod. I just exactly. got here. You're, yeah, just gotta, I just got here. We don't want to. We don't want to end this
1: thing prematurely.
0: <laughs> that, we, we don't want to
1: end it before the draft. You know, yeah, we no. We yeah, stick two episodes for an extended period of time.
0: Let's get into it, man. We're breaking this thing down into four quarters because this is a football podcast. First quarter. First, first- quarter. Yerk, you said the demon. Aaron Rodgers is finally gone. Here is my question to the audience and to you. Okay. What does this really change? And my point is this. Aaron Rodgers has been a Thorn and Bears fan side for years, right? But realistically, has he really kept us from anything? To me, I look at Aaron Rodgers as a guy. He's a Packer. He played against us. He beat us. He broke our hearts. But the Bears have never been in a position where it's that LeBron situation. And I feel like that's what people want to compare it to. LeBron versus the Bulls. I don't think that that's what we had. You know, the Packers won
1: a Super Bowl as a six seed. You know that? Yeah. They got in his wild card. They found a way to get through the the travails and they won as a six seed. Yeah. So w- what does it mean having Aaron Rodgers and what, what you knew going in that you were going to have major problems getting to the top of the division because of one guy and one team? Yes. That's it. That's what it meant. What it meant was going into it, we already knew that we are in trouble. Going into it, you already knew that you were competing for a wild card if you were competing. Yes. So, I think that's gone. The, the, those, those expectations now going there, the the division is more winnable now than it's ever been. Right. And the pickers are dropping, you know, like they got a lead weight on them. Yeah. And that's that makes that's great news for the Chicago. Now the draft taken over a little bit, The Detroit is heading in the right direction a little bit quicker than everybody, and uh, Minnesota's in their up cycle. Uh, and when does cycle start? You no, know, when does that balloon get popped? Is is they are they though?
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I think this is a 2018 situation with Minnesota to me, right? Like the how the Bears, right? They they were this dominant defense, dominant offense, dominating the end, and then they got to play the first place teams. Yeah, but, and it's well, bit.
1: but, but that's what I'm saying I yeah. said the balloon's about to pop. Oh yes, the Minnesota yes, the Vikings. So I, I think Detroit's on the rise. I think the Bears are on the rise, but they're behind. Yes. So I think Detroit and Chicago will end up taking control of this division not this year, but certainly next year, the after 24, 2025 looks to be really kind of the upside for the Chicago Bears. I just want to see the Bears have a Jacksonville-like year. Yeah, You know, Jacksonville ended up running, what, five, six straight at the end of the year, put themselves in a position to win the division and make the playoffs. I think the NFC North could be a little bit mired in that where 10 and 7 finds a way to win the division. I think 10 and 7 does the division this year. That's the winner. I I don't I don't, see I don't disagree. 13 and 4, I don't see anybody really blowing anybody out of the water what Minnesota did last year. Statistically, you take a look at it that, that it's uh, bound to be some correction this year. So, I I just think the division's up for grabs and that's what it means. Yeah. The division up for grabs. It was never up for grabs when Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay. Then the first blip you saw was last year. They got to figure out what Jordan Love is. So they were. What happened? Fav happened to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, and why Aaron Rodgers, down to yeah, Why Aaron Rodgers is shocked? that <laughs> to me. Is a stunning surprise. Yeah. You watched it happen to Brett Favre, yeah. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and then you're stunned that it's going to happen to you. At some point, they've got to replace you, whether you like it or not. We got Jamie Garoppolo. Miami never really got a quarterback. They got Scott Mitchell in 1990, but uh, uh, Dan Marino ended up playing through 1999. Yeah, So just because you grabbed Scott Mitchell in 1990 doesn't really mean that you were set to find a replacement for Dan Marino. Dan Marino was only ten years, eight years, eight years in the league at that yeah. point. So I, I just think this division is more winnable than it is. I don't think the Bears are in a position to be able to win the division. But I want to see market improvement. What I said um, on the show here, this was a 7-1 team that won three games. That's what they did. It was a 7-1 team that underperformed. You can point to three games off the bat without even thinking about it. The Washington game. Absolutely. You can look at the New York Giants game. They found a way to blow. And then the uh, Detroit game. Yeah. The Detroit game, 31-30 Detroit game. They're ridiculous that they found ways to lose those games. So I think it was a 7-1 team that underperformed. And you know at some point when it trades unformed intentionally, and if this team can get back to being a seven eight with team, um, I think okay, now they've tried they've changed out some pieces, they brought some new pieces in, but this team won 't compete until they get a defensive line, and they improve the offensive line to the point where they don't have to be top five yeah. units, but they need to be top ten units if you 're a top ten defense and a top ten offense. You're competing for the playoffs. That's what you're doing. So that's the goal. That's what you're aiming for. And if those teams get any better, each one of those, then you're you're even in better shape.
0: Yeah, I I I just I don't know, man. Rogers leaving I guess it opens things up for the Bears, but my thought process with it is that this is the first time you've been what I feel like you feel in a position to have even competed with Rogers. Maybe a couple of times. 2018, we beat him. Right, we're down Uh, 2005, 2006. We beat them those years. We beat them 13 years apart, yeah. But and those are the only years that were competitive where we looked at the bears. We were like, hey, that's why it's important, yeah.
1: It's uh, that's why it's important. It's it's like a a big, big cover off the division, you know. Like if we're playing under a dome and and the Green Bay Pat and Aaron Rodgers were the dome, yeah, we're we're under them, and uh, now it's gone. Now it's gone. gone, the invincibility. It's gone. Uh, People talking about the Green Bay Packers only having two quarterbacks for thirty years. that has gone. <laughs> uh, what you're the feeling? They know what it is. Um,
0: not to the yeah, well. I was gonna ask about that. the Brett right, and, and so you kind of was doing games. He was similar. You know, okay. I'm gonna retire. I'm not. I'm not gonna stay here. But they finally were just like, we believe in this kid Rogers, and uh, you have a nice day, sir. We'll move you wherever well, you want to go. But that only took
1: hold on, they forced him to retire first. Yes. They forced him to retire. You know, hey, is it about time then he retired? But he says, nah, I don't really want to retire. Yeah. He never put his paperwork in. I don't want to retire. Then he forced to move away from them. Yes. And then he went to the Jets for two second rounders, I believe. We went back and we took a look at it. Two second rounders. Then he goes to the Jets, and he's okay with the Jets, it's not phenomenal. But he goes to where he wanted to be in the first place, in which Minnesota. was Minnesota, yep. and he played exceptional. MVP that season, one year. Right? That one year, they went to the... Um, NFC title, the, title N- game. NFC title game. Yep. They lost to New Orleans in that one. But that year, he was phenomenal. Yeah. So anybody thought he was done was kind of... It was ridiculous. Anybody that thinks Aaron Rodgers is done is being a little bit ridiculous. Is he closer to the end of his career than the beginning? Well, that's not saying a lot. Yeah. But certainly, 40. everybody <laughs> knows... That his years are winding down. But I bet you he could pop four good years for you right now. Did they get enough? Yes. The Packers got enough. If he plays 65% of the downs, he'll he'll have enough. Even though it's the end of the first round pick? It's a guy at the end of the career. It's a guy at the end of his career. Some first round pick. They went 15-13. They got two seconds. Yes. Right? The next year's second could become a first. Could become a first. If he plays 65% of the downs. If they're competitive, and I think the New York Jets will be competitive, they were competitive last year, 7-3, and and they started crapping the bed because their quarterback was crapping the bed. Right? They addressed their quarterback position now. I think they'll be in good shape. They've got talent. So uh, all the power in the world, the New York Jets, New England is down, Miami, you don't know if Tua is going to be able to uh, survive the whole year. And the other team is the Buffalo Bills. I thought last year was the Buffalo Bills year that they were going to get things done. I did as well. I thought last year, Josh Allen, off the bitter disappointment of losing to Kansas City, they were going to find a way to make it through. They didn't. And now I've got more questions about the Buffalo Bills than I had last year. So I'm wondering if they become susceptible this year to having a little bit of a drop, too. Not a drop that's going to get them out of the playoffs but a drop that makes them susceptible to New York Jets coming up and biting them in the ass.
0: I, I think there's going to be a, a, a dogfight over there because I, I I just look at the AFC now, and I'm just like, I'm glad I'm over here. Right. I'm glad the team we yeah. care about is well, over the, the here. The quality of quarterbacks
1: are certainly in the AFC. Oh, uh, ten times better.
0: Yeah. Ten the times better.
1: The quality of quarterbacking is over there. You make the Pro Bowl over there, you're doing something. Yeah. You make the Pro Bowl in the NFC as a quarterback, and yeah, not saying a lot. I mean, you. it's not saying much at all.
0: Mitch is a Pro Bowler. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, well, once Mitch is well, a Pro. Well, Bowl. Listen, once once five six guys
1: <laughs> decide not to go, then all of a sudden the eighth quarterback in the in the in the conference yeah. makes yeah. the you know makes the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, it's, hey, if enough guys would have stayed out, I'd have been to the Pro Bowl.
0: <laughs> You're you know going? Yeah. You were going?
1: Well, they used to be in Hawaii. Yeah. Now. Nobody oh, yeah. was not going to Hawaii. Yeah, That yeah, yeah. was a free trip. The practices were nothing they get together out there. It was patty cake, patty cake, Baker's man. <laughs> Though, when I was there in the early 90s in Green Bay, uh, they actually played because Brian Cox made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. And Brian Cox was blocking punts and he's doing everything crazy. So them guys are looking at him going, what's this kid doing? He's nuts. Well, he wanted to win. He went out there. He went out to play. <laughs> yeah. Those other guys didn't go out to play.
0: Uh, they, so. they, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Well, man, then man. it
1: became the agents got involved, and the agents said, guys, what are we doing getting hurt out here? Yeah. It's the dumbest thing in the world. They don't pay you enough to come out here and play in this game. Yeah. So why are we going to give a full effort? They won't give you full pay. Why give a full effort? That's fine. And that's when it became one of those silly little contests where guys just kind of ran around <laughs> and guys would engage. And they wouldn't go after the quarterback and –
0: you know, so It is what it is, It is, is man. what it is But the, the demon is gone The dragon is yep. gone Whatever you want to call him Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFC North I Do want to get a I got a I got a little comparison I want to drop on Yerk, man As we get into Uh-oh. the second quarter Because I want to know his answer to this
1: Second quarter
0: Second quarter here, Yerk I got to get your uh, Got to get your opinion on something Mm-hmm. You watched the entire career of one. You played with the other. If you had to have a starting quarterback to lead you to what could be a Super Bowl, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Well, see, that, that's a bias because I played with one. I watched one, I played
1: with one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have all the faith in the world. Listen, Brett Favre was a bad man. He was a bad man. I watched him develop and become a quarterback, and that development didn't happen in one season. It happened over the course of two, three years. They almost benched Brett Favre up in Green Bay in 1994. They replaced him in the Minnesota game with Mark Brunel, and they said he had a hip injury. What a hip injury. He was ineffective. He was intimidated. The Vikings were barking over there. It was uh, John Randall. It was Henry Thomas. It was Roy Barker and Chris Dolman coming off the corner. And they were getting to him. And Frankie and the rest of the boys, Galbraith and uh, Wydell, all the guys were doing the best they could. They were. They were giving him the best. Kenny Rutgers was on one side. Yeah. And uh, I think Joe Sims or Earl Dotson was on the <laughs> other side. And they were doing the best they could, but yeah. they, were get, they were getting to him. And, you know, our passing system over there was a little bit confined. And... Though it had some nuance to it and had some adjustments you can make off of it, uh, that San Francisco offense was starting to get recognized by a lot of people. Yeah. And so Mike Holmgren, after 94 into 95, he had to tweak some things to make some things different and get some more offshoots so they couldn't jump on the slants and the, and the short routes. Um, they, were getting, they were getting on us. They were there. They had us. And so they pulled them. And then Brett and, and Mike sat down, and they talked to each other, and they said, Mike told them, listen, you're my quarterback. You and I are either going to sink or swim. We're either going to get this thing done or we're not going to get this thing done. So going into the next game, there was a little bit of an understanding. And I think if you take a look at 94, we started maybe playing a little bit better. And I think we ended up winning a playoff game. We we lost to Dallas every year in the playoffs. So <laughs> but 94, I think we lost to Dallas in yeah. the uh, wild card. We won divisional. We ended up uh, playing Dallas. We ended up losing in the divisional round. But... Uh, uh, for me, and I've got a bias, and he threw too many interceptions early in his career. But to me, Brett Favre would be the guy that I would lead. I want to lead him to the Super Bowl. Uh, they, it, and they listen. They they lost that Super Bowl, to Denver Broncos, not because of a lack of points. Yeah, All right. They scored twenty four points. Yeah, their defense, which was the number one defense, gave up thirty one. Absolutely. So always remember that they gave Absolutely. up thirty one points. The offense scored twenty four points. The defense gave up 31, and that's the defense didn't usually give up 31
0: points. The, 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 the problem is that we, that we can talk about it like this, right? We're sitting here having a conversation about 30 years of guys like this, man. Uh, my Aaron, entire life. Aaron Rodgers, right. Aaron Rodgers' uh, touchdown
1: interception ratio is, is phenomenal. phenomenal. It's unheard of. I mean, hey, there's years he only has four interceptions left. He had double-digit interceptions, which is like, I can't believe it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has fallen off. Yeah.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, he's 20, going down. Twenty some odd touchdowns, thirty some odd touchdowns, and he had ten. It's still three to one. Oh my. People are looking at him. what
0: a miserable year he had. Come on, yeah. it's it's a uh, it's it, it, I feel like we look at the numbers and we don't take the player into account, right? I of course, looking back at Brett, the touchdown to interception ratio is what it is, right? right? He I mean, threw he a lot 500 of five
1: hundred plus touchdowns. Yeah and he had 200-plus interceptions, so he had a 2-to-1 ratio. Yeah, he threw a lot of picks, Which I always said, me 2-to-1, I'd be a happy camper. You give me yeah. a guy who throws 30-15, I'm all right. You can give me 40-20, well, I, I might even be okay with it. You know, it's turning it over a lot, but you throw 40 touchdowns. Yeah. But you give me a 2-to-1, I'm a happy camper. You can look at some of the stats in the 70s and yeah. the 80s. Quarterbacks were one-for-one. One. Joe, Joe Namath oh, threw more God. interceptions, he threw touchdowns. He's oh, in the Hall of God. Fame. <laughs> Bob Greasy, I don't even think, threw 100 career touchdowns and he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, but that's how much the game has changed over the course of time. So, you know, for me, far through interceptions, but didn't fumble the ball. Yeah. So you got backbacks don't throw a lot of interceptions, but they get sacked and the ball gets away from them. Turnover is a turnover. Why does the forced fumble, fumble recovery never count against the quarterback? And he's the guy that still has to protect the ball. You see a a blitz coming and the guy's coming free. Yeah. Yeah, Put the damn ball under your arm
0: and go down. It's, it's better than a turnover 5,000 times. That gets you 40 mil now, Yurk. That's, uh, that's Daniel Jones. That gets you 40 mil now. Well, <laughs> his contract,
1: um, yeah, I don't think it's as much as 40 mil. I think if you take a look at his contract, it's really a two-year deal. Basically. And they're going to give him 30 mil. But out. that's how you got to start quarterbacks. Not every quarterback's a $50 million quarterback. I'm yeah. sorry. You're not. We like you. You're good. You're a starter in the NFL. But that doesn't mean you're getting Pat Mahomes' money. You, yeah. you won't. We're not going to give you that money. And that's uh, how come they can have that conversation at every position in the NFL. They can have it at receiver. They can have it at running back, tight end. Hey, we think you're good. You're not. Uh, you're not uh, Kelsey. And we're not going to give you you know 11 million dollars like you're, Kelsey's getting paid. We're not going to give it to you. You know. And then they're like, all right. But every agent can understand that. But if you got to deal with quarterbacks, every quarterback thinks that he's worth 50 million dollars. You're not. You're not worth $50 million. You don't bring it to the game. There's two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks in the league that are far superior to everybody else in the league. And if
0: they don't understand it, then you got to find somebody else. That's just the way it works. Yeah, I mean, the, it, there, there is a class in, in this NFL of quarterbacks. Hopefully right. we have one that's going to be able to jump into that class. So when,
1: the, when Kirk Cousins became the highest-paid quarterback when he went to Minnesota, yeah. he wasn't the best quarterback. No. Not by far, but for Minnesota, who was desperate for a quarterback, they had to overpay to get one in there. And then you scratch your head over the course of time because Kirk Cousins, when it comes to push comes to shove, is not a guy that can win the game for you. You can't do it. Right. No, 100%. And in a key game. I'm talking about an important game where it's on his shoulders and he's got to win it for it.
0: Well, him. and that's that's what we talk about with the quarterback position in this league, right? Like those are the guys that make the big bucks and should make the well, they all make big bucks, but that should make the big bucks. Those are right like that's those are the quarterbacks that I look at and you hope Justin Fields become the guys that you're like he shouldn't be doing that with this team. I like the way you said it. We hope he becomes that. Yeah. Because uh, Justin Fields still work
1: in progress. Um, you love the athleticism. I love the ability to run. I love the ability to escape. Biggest play in the Super Bowl to me was when Patrick Mahomes uh, drops back to pass. He's getting pressure. He sees they're in man coverage. Takes off and he takes the ball down to the 13 yard line. Yep. Had nothing to do with him being able to throw the ball. It had it, it had everything to do with him recognizing that I'm under duress. They're in man coverage. Let me take off. I can get positive yardage in a key fourth down situation. It's fine. Being athletic and being able to move is not a hindrance to anybody. It's not a hindrance to a quarterback, at least not the modern-day quarterback. That's great. But if you go down 10 or you go down 12 points, 13 points, at some point your quarterback's going to have to drop back and he's going to have to be able to deliver the football. And that's what we're still waiting for with Justin Fields. And second year with Luke better offensive line protection i can't say you can have a better running game because their running game was phenomenal last year pat yeah it was
0: phenomenal i i i think people forget that yeah and and i think people forget right like that's the that's the thing that you're not coming in trying to rebuild the entire offense you're trying to add some pieces in pass pro but the notion
1: that my quarterback is going to run for close to 1,000 yards every year has to go. Yes. So you could be the number one rushing team, which is great. We get off the bus running here in Chicago. I used to hear that all the time. Silly. But I need the running backs now to take the greater percentage of the yardage. And if he rushes for uh, Justin Fields, if he rushes for 500 yards during the season, great. We're we're in the perfect position. That's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for him to pop three, four times. You're protecting him, so now he's not scrambling. The runs would be designed runs. They wouldn't be, uh, I'm under pressure all day and I'm running for my life type of situations. So it's the quality of the running game that you get. Uh, I think, which is going to make Justin Fields that much happier.
0: When you watched the game last season, mm-hmm. which one? Take I your pick. Them all. <laughs> take your pick. When you watched the game, yeah. whatever game you wanted to see last season, thirteen. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, Twenty wins on the Bulls. That's that's what I last season too. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, how much of a percentage? was Luke he's telling Justin to run? How much was it the offensive line failing Justin, Justin failing the offensive line? Well, the
1: design runs I think you saw. You saw those for sure.
0: You saw the design runs. You knew exactly what they were doing
1: in RPO situation. Um, Run pass, you know, the run pass option. Yep. I think, though, the one he broke right up the middle on somebody, made a guy miss, a safety miss. Yeah, That would have been a design run, run pass option. Yeah. Uh, the pass option taken away, and he and he was getting pressure, and he decided to just say, hey, let's make an athletic play. First
0: Miami, right? Let's get up First the middle. Miami, right?
1: Yeah, let's get a bunch of yardage, and uh, I think he scored a touchdown. He, scored, that he took that one right. to the house, I believe. So there you go. Um, that's a run-pass option that turned into a run option quickly Yeah, because somebody was right in his face. Um, so I'd say at some point he decided we can't protect them, and he says, all right, now we've got to do It, it may have been Dallas, the Dallas game. Yep where he decided, okay, now we've got to do something different. If we're going to try to compete in some of these games, we've got to do it a different way. So let's or do it a Patriots different way. Patriots game week before, right? Yeah.
0: Wasn't that week before Dallas, I believe? Could have been. Patriots yeah. game where we uh, we kicked the crap it out of the One of our one. three. One of our three. Which one was right. your favorite? You know what I mean? Well, listen, you beat San Francisco. <laughs> you beat New England. Who,
1: who else did we beat? Frisco, New England. You you lost to Detroit twice. You, did you Detroit, lose to Minnesota saw, did twice? Did we beat Minnesota once? No, we
0: lost to Minnesota twice. Well, you were three and four, so it was really. We, we in the got air. one
1: more, right? It was three and four.
0: That's we what they were, were after four. seven. Well, we so we're
1: out. looking at the New England victory, and we're looking at the. I already forgot who we just beat. San Francisco, San Francisco, first game of the season in the in the deluge, in the rain. When I saw that game, I'm like, there you go. I predicted it. Yeah, I thought there was a chance they could win. Nobody knows who uh, Trey Lance is. Nobody knows what he's
0: capable <sighs> or not capable. Well, of. Well, they're they're looking to move on from him anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, they That's are. a whole different situation. Right. Hey, that was the second quarter. We got to keep this thing moving along. All right. We we're, we're having too much fun here. Let's going? get it to the third quarter. Never figured out that last win. Hey, drop, drop the last win in the comments below. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to the page if you haven't so done so. So long ago. We have... Uh, I know, right? There's so much space in between them. Third quarter. Now, here's the thing. We talked about protecting Justin Fields. There's a new report coming out now where... Darno Wright might be the answer that the Bears are looking for. Did
1: they beat Houston?
0: They did beat Houston. There we go. They did beat Houston. Shout out to Yurk. Darno Wright, let's go. We got (laughs) Darno Wright now. Yurk out here with the memory. There we go. Uh, Darno Wright is uh, being talked about as the guy that Chicago Bears are really looking to bring in. Tennessee, right tackle. Has played
1: left tackle, but played right tackle out of necessity. Here's,
0: Here's my question. Is he... A surefire hit. That's how he's being talked about right now. Of course, nobody knows. Right. But is he a surefire hit for what the Bears need? Because I've heard I've I've watched tape on Broderick Jones. I've watched tape on Paris Johnson. I love what those guys do. But they're left tackles that we're going to say, hey, uh, can you go stand over there? Because we believe in Braxton Jones here at left tackle. I don't know if I saw enough, but but polls have seen enough to say that. Is he the Chicago Bears Right tackle of their future if they take him here. Well, listen, Darnell, right? If you watch him play, I mean, he's he's one
1: hell of a player. He's a monster. He made Will Anderson look. I mean, look he, human. Was, he was he, highly, he was highly. He was highly rated coming out. I I don't usually say, hey, I need a right tackle at number nine though. Right. That's not what you usually do. But right. guess what? You're at nine. You're at nine. So that's where you're at. Uh, what do you need? And what are you thinking about? So I mean, Braxton Jones can he play right tackle? That would be your other question. Can he play right tackle? Because if he can play right tackle, then it makes sense taking Paris, jo- uh, Paris, Paris Jones well, he, he, or Johnson. Well, he or Paris whatever. Johnson. He's yeah. being
0: talked about going to Arizona all of a sudden. They're, not, they're out on Will Anderson. Where, where'd that come from?
1: Hey, that's, uh, that's how it always happens. Yeah. And there's misinformation and there's this and that. Remember, Arizona's trying to move back, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, you know, they got a quarterback. Maybe. They're trying to move back. They're yeah. trying to say a bunch of different things. There's a thousand pieces of misinformation out there. And then all of a sudden, Will Levis is back, <laughs> right? Will Levis is back. All of a sudden, people, takes tests while you're- People had him out. Yeah, the, the S two. I don't even know what the hell the S two is. <laughs> but they they had him up there for a while. Then he's out of the first round. Yeah. And now he comes screaming back into the first round. C.J. Stroud is a lock at number one for an extended period of time. Then all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud is not athletic enough. <laughs> Bryce Young's too small. Everybody is down on him for being too small. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, Bryce Young is the lock to be up there at 225 if you want to get a wager in on him. <sighs> so I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. I think Wright can play. Yes. I think Wright can play 10 years in the league. Yes. So if one was to get him, uh, if the Bears were to get him at nine, I, I think they're going to get a, one hell of a player. You match him with Jenkins. Right.
0: Uh Nate Davis, what's Nate Davis doing? Nate so uh Tevin Jenkins kind of like half confirmed, right? He did the like tweak confirm, uh, where it's like just a gif of like you you already know what it is, uh of that he might be moving to left guard. All right,
1: then I got him at left guard and you got I got Nate Braxton Davis so right If I bring the tackle, I think my offensive line is solidified. Did they say goodbye to uh their left guard last year?
0: uh 65. cody whitehair no yeah. he is here he cody is whitehair still here. is still on the team right. he might be our center because he we've be heard nothing yeah. about lucas patrick right. when's the last time we heard that lucas patrick was either healthy so or not if i go to if i go to war with Wright,
1: i go to war with nate davis cody white who's making 10 million dollars i was surprised they kept him all right and uh the guy on the left side is going to be Kevin tevin jenkins. jenkins and then braxton jones yep I'm not mad. I can. I can. I can work with that. I'm not. I mad. can work with that. Did Braxton impress the you enough? The problem last year? is, you've addressed everything. The fact that he played every single play yeah. was impressive. Yes, and um, you know, as a lower round draft choice, he came in and he fought his ass off. There are times he was exposed. But guess what? If you play left tackle in this league, there's going to be times you become exposed. We're
0: pretty good on the other
1: every side. Every left tackle in the world has been exposed at one time.
0: Who was who was uh, uh, week one? Right, uh, Dominique Robinson's killing. Oh, who's San Francisco's left tackle? All pro. Not McGlinchey. Not McGlinchey. Other, McGlinchey the right was side. right. Trent Williams. Uh, Trent Williams. Oh. Hey, oh, he lifted his foot every time I knew it was going to yeah. be passed. This is like a test. <laughs> You got to think of everybody in the world. Trent Williams, yeah. <laughs> it was like, hey, hey, maybe yeah. don't uh maybe don't give your secrets away, but right. also he was still really good all season. You got to remember that. too
1: though, down in distance usually gives everything away
0: in the NFL.
1: Yeah. You go down in distance, then you go personnel, and now you got yourself about an 80% shot of what they're going to do, whether yeah. it's going to be run paths. So, um that gives it away anyway. That's why them guys getting their stances that they get in, all they're doing is confirming the 80% you already know. Yeah. So, I don't. I really worry about that. I worry about stances when four guys look like they're going to charge and beat the crap out of somebody, and then one guy's sitting light on his hand. Okay, he's moving. What direction is he moving? Yeah. Then you look where the running backs are at. Then you give yourself a little bit of an idea of what they plan on doing. So, I um, you know, I or or I was so short, I saw between Don Mosbar's legs. Yeah. And then every time uh, Hostetler would separate his bottom hand, this the, it was coming. The football's coming. I looked like a world beater that day. Not because I was a great player. I had two and a half sacks and nine tackles. Like three of them were for (laughs) TFLs. They must have thought Hercules was out there. You know, they they couldn't figure out why the hell I was flying. Steve Wisniewski, Max Montoya. I wouldn't tell nobody. I kept my mouth shut. I was playing nose. It was right there. Then when Billy came in, and Billy's taller than I was, Billy Moss, I told him, you got to look at the hands. I'll tell Billy's. When yeah, he's yeah, here's your teammate. He's playing nose tackle. I go look at the hand. I go when he drops, it's time to go. Boy, well, he and I look like we're the greatest <laughs> nose tackles in the world. <laughs> I thought I thought they were going to sign me after that. I thought Oakland when I became a free
0: agent. Yeah, I thought Oakland
1: was going to sign me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you get the call?
1: No, you did I get the call. No, of course not. Jacksonville gave me a call. Dick Toronto's was down there. I went they, down the they never even though. picked up yeah. the phone for you. I like the offensive line, but the defensive line for the Bears is just horrendous. It is. It's terrible. It so, would you address the linebacking situation? These linebackers are going to be fighting for their life with the defensive line they have in front of them. Fighting for their lives. Yeah. And so unless they get some quality defenders in here, and they're, they're out there, you know, they're out there. June 1st, they might be out there. But yeah, yeah, God, them. if you don't find me, you know, if you get to 32, or you can get 32 if you trade back, and cancy's there, or Breesy's there, yeah. I don't know if maybe uh, from uh, Michigan uh maybe something or another he was number eight I forget what it. he's the like the sixth ranked defensive tackle but you've got a bunch of defensive tackles that are going to be available uh early second round late first round that man I'd like to see the Bears maybe get a shot at one of those guys if they can trade back up yeah trade down and acquire picks well is I what think I, mean I think that's
0: the interesting thing about Darnell right to me right like he's not it doesn't seem like he's going top 10. It doesn't seem like he's going top 15. I've right. seen him on mock drafts as low as 17. Right. And there's and, there's, there's, there's guys, a tradeback scenario there. The kid from Ohio State,
1: Paris. Paris Johnson. So they're saying that there's a lot more love in the NFL for Paris Johnson yeah. than is for the scouts that are putting all these mock drafts out yeah. there. That Paris Johnson might be one of those guys uh, you saw as quarterback, 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 Will Anderson, Jaylen, uh, yeah. quarterbacks. I should say quarter. Quarterback, 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 Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, um, the kid from Texas Tech, the pass-rushing defensive uh, end.
0: Oh, uh, Tyree Wilson. That's him, Tyree
1: Wilson. So you have him corner, corner, Yep, corner from Illinois and the corner from Oregon. And then then you start your offensive tackles at nine. Yeah. So the Bears are at nine. No offensive tackles are off the board. Right. What they're trying to tell you is that Paris Johnson could go earlier. And if Paris Johnson goes earlier, you kick your corners back to the Bears. Yeah. So you got one corner will go before the Bears, the second quarter. Or B. John Robinson.
0: You still in on that? So the, I'm we not. We talked about that I'm yesterday. not.
1: But you've got, say, Paris Johnson and B. John Robinson get yeah. picked before you. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, both your corners slide to you. Yeah. Both of the corners sliding. Somebody needs a corner. That's when you're listening. That's when your ears perk up. Right. Who wants to come up for a corner? But it, it, but that's a weird scenario that could be out there. If Paris Johnson is getting more love in NFL draft rooms than Mel Kuyper and and the rest of these guys want to yeah, give him, yeah. and he goes, and then Bijan surprises the world and goes to Atlanta, right? Nah, but I thought Atlanta just drafted a, a a a running back in the first round or the second round. They just got a high running second back. Second
0: round was uh was that Alec Pierce or is he is he Colts? Alec Pierce might be the Colts. Yeah. They got a uh everybody seemed to get a running back uh, out of the first round last year.
1: Denver got one. Yeah. Remember Denver got one. He ended up getting banged up. Is it But Atlanta got one and he played and he and he played and i just don't remember if it was in the second or the third round but they 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 put a pick on a running back and he played but then i think he got banged up a little bit
0: i feel like me and you were in agreement on the running yeah. back conversation i, I right. just I can't, go I can't go i can't go i can't go and it's not what the bears need you have the number one rushing team in the league yeah
1: you already said goodbye to montgomery because you've got the other guy herbert Khalil herbert yep herbert herbert is is a yard better per rush yeah then your guy so he can't pass block i get it then get somebody who can pass block hey, get hey, how, about get, how about get the linemen so the
0: running back's yeah. not pass block in every play man yeah, the tight end let your tight end get freed up a little bit though i'm not sold on Cole Comet either it's, it's an interesting t- it's an interesting situation uh, that whole thing is uh let's get into the fourth quarter of this year let's close it out with this man we're already in the
1: fourth quarter
0: this is already the fourth man we are we ahead or behind that's the real question Wow, we're always yeah. kid. Hey, hey, anytime ahead. Anytime you got the, the good
1: kid on, yeah. you're ahead. I love it. I love this it. It's he, a winning scenario. He saw,
0: he saw the hands come off the ball, attack, two and a yeah. half sacks. Yeah,
1: nine tackles three three for tackles, loss. Nine tackles, three for loss, three for loss. 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 loss.
0: Should have had a third,
1: third and a half sack, but they. they Johnny Greer was the referee on the scene that day. Johnny Greer, you don't remember him? I don't. Number twenty-four, Johnny Greer. <laughs> and don't. I was supposed to have a damn. I had another one, and he called it that the arm was moving forward. And I was like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> That's also the board uh the birth of the Lambo leap that day. When Leroy jumped into oh, there December 26, nineteen ninety three. I had two and a half sacks, Traju had two and a half sacks, and Bryce Pop had two and a half sacks. Y'all destroyed him. Yeah. Twenty eight nothing we beat him. Good day. We clinched the playoff spot and Al was miserable. He had his little white sweatsuit on. It was zero degrees out there. And the first thing he did went up and playing, he goes, Why does he stick me in Green Bay or Buffalo? In in December. Yeah. He goes, the commissioner does this to me all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, because he hates you. <laughs> because he doesn't like you. You've seen the league a number of different times. Oh, so.
0: He made it work. Yeah. Well, all right, fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, here we are. I have to ask you about this because it is draft week. You've gone through draft processing. Through it, yeah, I but, but you were combine. undrafted.
1: Yes, I was undrafted.
0: Not picked, not
1: deemed worthy. To play in the NFL along with Tony Siragusa and John Randall in the same year. 1990. 12 rounds. 12 rounds. Not seven. Not seven. 12 rounds. Told I wasn't good enough to play in the league. Long day. Yeah. But I had this injury Ah, uh, coming out of college. So back then, you were a medical guy. Uh, Sometimes the medical guys didn't get drafted. Goose was a medical guy. John Randall played at Texas A&I. And Texas A&I didn't have the reputation it does now or Texas uh, a&, A&M Kingsville, mm-hmm. they've got some players down there nowadays, so they get a little bit more love.
0: What is that process like when you go undrafted? There's some kids in this that are going to go through this. Were you expecting to be drafted right. and didn't? What What is the mindset that you're going through on that? It's, those days? it's easier now not to be drafted
1: uh, because you got seven rounds, 32 teams, yeah. plus competitive picks. So you're probably looking at about 250 picks. Yeah. Back when I was three it was twelve and twenty-eight. Um so you're looking at three hundred and some sixty or three hundred and twenty five and so much. It's easier to go undrafted now. What you're looking to do is to get draft by a team no. Okay. Uh if you got drafted back with me from the ninth to the twelfth round, they didn't really love you. They were just trying to find somebody they hope could fire. Yeah. Right. So nowadays I don't think it's that bad. You become a free agent and then you get to choose where you want to go. Yeah. I became a free agent and had a choice between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Detroit Lions, Mm -hmm. and Miami. Detroit had Jerry Ball and Lawrence Pete. I wouldn't go in there. You knew you weren't (laughs) (laughs) going to play. You knew you weren't going to play. Kansas City had Dan Salamua. Miami had um, uh, Brian Soche. And Alfred Oglesby, they just drafted in the third round out of Houston. Mm -hmm. They took Richmond Webb in the first, and they took uh, Keith Sims. And they became a guard to tackle them for a number of years in a row. Left tackle, left guard. So um, I said, looked at the Miami situation. I said, well, the one that's most open, because I played with Alfred in the blue-gray game, Mm -hmm. Alfred was okay. He wasn't phenomenal. So I chose to go down to Miami, and I signed a contract.
0: Were you going in there confident? One year,
1: sixty thousand dollars. I went in confident. I went in full self-confidence. Yeah. I was an football player. I, I kind of knew that when I got in there. Really I needed to be stronger. I needed to be quicker. And, and I needed experience, uh, football-wise. Yeah. And then now uh, it's jumping a level. I played one, so I'm jumping one A, and now going. To, the best of the best, so it's a different demon now, and I knew it, but I was physical, I played well with my hands and I was quick, so I was okay in that regard so I wasn't going to get blown out anywhere Yeah, it just, the way I recognized stuff in college, it wasn't quite recognizable to me yet the game hadn't slowed down and it's got to slow down, so I ended up playing there for, uh, I, I was there in May, I came back in July for training camp they Caught me. I went home for three weeks. In the fourth week, they brought the practice squad back. Right. The NFL got rid of the practice squad when the players sued them because they're only paying them a thousand dollars a week. Imagine being in New York, being in New York and getting 17 paychecks for a thousand dollars, and you've got to pay four months' rent. Yeah. If you can find a four month, if you can find a,
0: po- a spot, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, got,
1: you got six players living in a two bedroom apartment with guys just shacking up wherever they could. So you know, the practice squad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Increased it the next year to three thousand. Yeah, now you're talking about fifty thousand dollars, fifty one thousand dollars. You do something, so it became a little bit better. So I went back there. I stayed there for fifteen weeks. Through two rounds of the playoffs, we beat Kansas City in the playoffs. We lost to Buffalo, and that was Buffalo's first time in the four years they went to the Super Bowl. Right. So I, I mean, so my my draft was not hearing my name called. Talking to the Washington Redskins in the sixth round, they took Kent Wells. Talking to the uh, Green Bay Packers in the 11th round, they took Lester Archambault out of Stanford. And Lester played in the league for 12, 13 years. Oh, so Lester played for 13. I played for 10. They drafted Bryce Pop earlier. Bryce played for 10 years in the league. So Green Bay had themselves a pretty decent draft identifying players. Yeah. Um, and Bryce became a stud. He went to Buffalo and won the uh, NFL, NFL Defense Player of the Year. So. You know, didn't draft it, but got to a place that allowed me to get on the practice squad. Went to Green Bay the next year, got cut. They brought me back in the practice squad the next day. I stayed there for 11 weeks or 12 weeks. Uh, we had a guy get injured. They activated me, and that was my first action. Still, like <laughs> lightning. <laughs> Playing in an NFL game during the regular season, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. It was so fast. I was on the punt return team. I had to go block Nico, Nico Nogo from Detroit. So we played Indianapolis, we played Detroit at the end of the year. Nico Noga's running down the field full speed, and I got to shut him. And I go, go, and he goes to tackle. I'm like, well, that's not. Uh, for Brian Baldinger was the was Colts, and I'm in there fighting to the nail, just fighting tooth and nail. Yeah, But that's what you're doing. I'm busy fighting in the ball. Right. And I, if I see what football was, it's. So, I come to learn over the course of more experience that I can't worry about where the football is. I got to feel where the football is, depending upon what's happening to me on the line. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to feel what kind of block it is. Yeah, and then when you feel what kind of block it is, then you'll know where they're trying to run football. So you scrap for about a second and a half, and then you try to pick. A then direction. you see, yeah, then you get an idea of what's happening, whether it's a scoop block, yeah. whether it's a chip block. Yeah whether it's a pure double team, you know, you, you have to feel that. You know, what kind of action? Is it a zone action? Is it a toss action? you got to feel that. But I came to learn over the course of time, down distance, uh, formations, personnel. And that would lead you to where you needed to be. So yeah. you had a little bit of an inclination before. And a lot of what you did was eliminate stuff. We eliminate screens and draws. And if you can eliminate screens and draws, you're in good shape because you only run those out of certain formations, they'll motion to these formations to get there. Yeah. So you've got to be able to recognize first where they start and then when they finish. And mm-hmm. when they finish is when it's important because that's the formation they can run certain things out of. What do you think Knowledge. About that. Yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Take that knowledge in. And that's the tough part about playing defensive line is getting guys to feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, this has been the Child Bears podcast. <laughs> Appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode.
1: Sorry,
0: Pat. I make you move it Hey, hey, it's okay. Keep it up. Keep it up. Uh, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel as always, man. Uh, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back. At, joined by John Yerkovich, not Courtney Cronin, on a Tuesday. Stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear Don.